You are listening to Fixated, Advent Meditations from the Book of Hebrews, written by Tim Chester and published by Ten of Those. Today is the seventh day of Advent and we are fixated on Jesus the King. The reading is from Hebrews chapter 1 and it's verse 5. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Hebrew says that Jesus is superior, even superior to angels. The writer then provides a series of quotes from the Old Testament to reinforce the superiority of the son. He kicks off quotations from 2 Samuel and Psalm 2. These two passages speak in the first place of the human kings of Israel. At his coronation, the king was adopted as God's son so that he shared God's kingship. Psalm 2 verse 8 adds, I will make the nations your inheritance, while 2 Samuel 7 promises an eternal reign to David's descendant. Now Jesus, David's greater son, has come. Jesus is the son of whom the angel promised Mary, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. Luke chapter 1 verses 32 to 33. Angels are sometimes called sons of God. You'll see that in Job chapter 1 verse 6 and chapter 2 verse 1. But none have ever been anointed as the messianic son king. None will reign forever on David's throne. None are the son. None are heir of all things. The quotations in verses 5 to 14 give us some important principles for reading the Old Testament. The writer takes a description of God and makes it a description by God of his son. And we might think that's playing a bit fast and loose with scripture, but we need to remember that all of scripture is God's word. So when the psalmist speaks, God speaks through the psalmist. So words spoken about God are also words spoken by God. Next, we need to add the recognition that promises that God will come to save are fulfilled when God comes in the person of his son. When you put these two things together, it makes sense to see the psalmist talking about the coming of God, as God the Father speaking through the psalmist to announce the coming of his son. Also, quotations that speak of the human king of Israel can be applied by Hebrews to Jesus because Jesus is the ultimate messianic king, the true son of David. The point is this. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament, especially the promise of a saviour king and a saviour God. Take the popular Christmas reading from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, as an example. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, 
establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So never mind the cute manger scenes on Christmas cards. This is political language. What will Jesus do? He will replace oppression with justice. And he will replace war with peace. It's the promise of a radically different kind of politics. The burden of debt will be lifted. The gloom of unemployment will end. The fear of sexual harassment will be gone. This is what Isaiah promises. And this is what Jesus will deliver. One day Jesus will return to this earth and establish his government. We're not there yet. But we did get a glimpse of his coming reign when he was on earth. We saw his royal power as he rebuked sickness, commanded nature, and overcame demons. We saw his royal justice when he denounced hypocrisy, fed the poor, welcomed children, touched lepers, and treated prostitutes with dignity. This is our king, and he is coming to reign. Reflection. Do you feel anxious? Then, fix your eyes on Jesus, the Saviour King, sharing the kingship of God, holding your life in his hands and coming to establish a new world without fear and threat. <laughs>